Welcome to this ASVO podcast on post-harvest vineyard management. This podcast is part of a series looking at current best practice in the vineyard and winery and what's on the horizon. In the cool climate of Tasmania, the time between vintage and dormancy can be as little as a few weeks. And for vineyard manager Ben Peach of Brown Brothers, this means a clear focus on what needs to be done before the vines shut down. Hello, I'm Caroline Winter, and to find out what this involves, Ben joins us for this ASVO podcast. Thanks for your time. No, my pleasure. Nice to be talking to you. Ben, where are the vineyards that you look after? Uh, the two main vineyards I sort of oversee are our Cayena-based Tamar Ridge Vineyard and our East Coast Devil's Corner Vineyard. Also have the role of looking after our contracts with the fruit suppliers. And um, what are mainly growing on those properties? Mainly growing uh, Pinot and Chardonnay, the big two in Tassie. So Pinot Noir for uh, sparkling and table products. And Chardonnay is also for sparkling and table Chardonnay. And probably the next big one in line is the Pinot Gris at the moment. It's very hot, hot topic. And uh, we also have Riesling and Sauvignon Blanc. Ben, I can hear a truck loading in the background. I understand they're the last of the pressings for the season. When is harvest for you and what sort of gap do you have until the vineyards go dormant? Yeah, we, we have a, a small window here in Tassie. So we start harvest normally always falls on about the first week of March is when we begin picking. Uh, normally sparkling fruit, generally Chardonnay comes off first. And we'll probably pick pretty solid through the sort of March, April period. We probably receive our last bit of fruit early May generally. Then we generally start uh, pruning Mid-May, so it's a very small window. That is a really small window in which to achieve what I imagine is quite a lot. Oh, it certainly is. Uh, there's a long list of jobs that never quite get fully completed, but uh, we try our hardest and uh, generally carries on through the pruning season. But, um, yeah, we try and uh, do our best. Always try and get a break in is probably the most important thing. So what are some of the key things you need to focus on during that time? What are your priorities? Definitely uh, vine nutrition is a big one. So the fact that we have such a late season, we uh, usually run into leaf fall towards the end of our, our harvest period. So we're not typically able to apply fertigation or fertilisers via drip systems at that late part of the season because there is no leaf to uh, store those uh, nutrient energies. So a lot of our fertiliser is done throughout the season more so and probably the later part of Verizon and during Verizon is when we try and apply most of our fertiliser so the vines can get a good store for the season to come. Is there anything that needs to be done in terms of pest management at that time? Pest management, not really that time of year. Majority of our time is spent repairs and maintenance uh, in between harvest and pruning. A lot of post replacements from uh, mechanical harvesting. We do do a lot of um, compost spreading this time of year um, before it gets too wet is a big factor as well. They're probably the two main tasks that we're trying to achieve. And Ben, is that period also important for you in terms of trellis work? 100% yes, yeah. That's the, the main period for us is uh, that uh, after harvest period to get the, as many posts as we can replaced, get our foliage wire clips back into positions, any broken wires are repaired, uh, ready for the next season with a, a cool limited sunlight hours in Tassie. It, it's all about getting those canopies nice and vertical, nice thin canopies so we get plenty of airflow, plenty of sunlight is critical to uh, reducing the disease pressure. 
You mentioned composting during that time. Is that supplied from the vineyard from previous seasons? Yes, 100%. We uh, have a pretty uh, basic approach to it. it it's, it's basically just uh, the grape mark from the winery, so skins and seeds from all their pressings. Uh, they then get uh, piled up into uh, windrows. We turn those probably two to three times a year. We let that sit for the full 12 months for a full season and then that small window between uh, harvest and pruning is uh, our period when we start spreading it back under vine to uh, replenish the nutrition and just general biota and health, basically. Now, I understand you're looking more towards regenerative viticulture. Can you explain that in regards to this particular period of the year? Yes. Uh, look, just dabbling in regenerative at the moment. Uh, I've listened to a lot of uh, people talk and read a fair few books on the subjects just about... I guess trying to leave the uh, the vineyard in a better place than when I first got here. So always trying to improve our, our soil health is the main focus around regenerative. So looking at uh, the organic matter contents, trying to increase that year on year and just uh, allowing nature to take its course. So if we can uh, incorporate animals is always a good one. We have a one section of the vineyard where we can actually uh, run sheep through winter, which is of great benefit. It saves us quite a few tractor passes and compaction through that soft, uh, wet winter period. So that's one of the benefits from it. What about undervine growth and managing weeds? What sort of approach do you take there? Or is that the job of the stock that you run in the vineyards? It's a mixture. Um, we take a pretty soft approach. We uh, allow a lot of winter growth to happen under our vine, so we can get quite a, a load of grass or uh, broadleaf weeds under our vine but I see this as a benefit through winter. It uh, seems to break up the soil, allows uh, water infiltration, uh, reduces compaction under vine and soil polishing. So that's pretty good. Um, We then generally uh, use herbicides after that period, probably two to three applications a year. We have moved away from glyphosate but we still dare to use uh, herbicides to knock down the weeds through the summer period and uh, allow the uh, as much moisture and nutrition go to the vine roots. What's prompted that move from glyphosate? To be honest, it's probably staff health and safety, to be honest. There's been a lot of pushback through the media in a fair few overseas uh, properties and we can see the writing on the wall a little bit for Australia. So we're just sort of trying to get ahead of the curve and work out ways to manage vineyards without glyphosate and um, yeah, generally looking after our staff. Ben, with the post-harvest period being so short, is there much that you can do during that time that will aid bud and flower formation next vintage? Probably not really. Uh, Most of that uh, bud formation happens during uh, the spring period in Tassie, so uh, the year before. So if we have cool, wet uh, spring weather, uh, we sort of have an inkling that we're going to have some pretty average bunch weights and numbers, whereas if we get beautiful sunny weather and... uh, some nice conditions. Uh, we're sort of excited for the following year, I guess, in Tassie. Um, so it's it's all weather dependent in spring the previous year for us. Has there been any key research that's influenced what you do post-harvest or has it been a case of trial and error for you? Look, probably a lot of trial and error, to be honest. We try and think on our toes and our feet fairly well most of the time in, in the vineyards and not, not just cool climate viticulture, but everyone has the same challenges. But uh, we've got to sort of rely on Mother Nature and she can bring some uh, pretty inclement weather sometimes. So it's just having that ability to be flexible. Um, 
if we stick to the same regime every year, you'll end up in having a disastrous year. No two seasons are ever the same and we're constantly uh, trying to achieve uh, good yielding vineyards with uh, high quality fruits. So it's always a bit of a challenge. Tasmania definitely, or the Cana vineyard in particular, we have a very high humidity, high disease pressure. So we are pretty focused on canopy management and also our spray regime here. Ben, lastly, what key advice would you give to a new viticulturalist in the region on how to tackle the post-harvest period? I would definitely say if you have staff that have been on site for a long time, listen to their knowledge. They have a great uh, knowledge bank and it's great to pick their brains. They've seen a lot of different seasons. They They've probably seen a few different managers or viticulturists come through and have pulled different ideas from them. So they have a a wealth of knowledge that uh, we need to tap into. I've been on site for five years now and constantly still learning. So you never stop learning and talk to your peers and people around you because they're great to bounce ideas off and just come up with some action plans that you can implement for the coming season. Well, Ben, you have an incredibly short post-harvest period in which to achieve a lot. Ben Peached, Cool Climate Vineyard Manager for Brown Brothers Tasmania, thank you for sharing your insights with us on this ASVO podcast. No, my pleasure. Good luck to all the other vineyard managers and vineyard culturalists out there. Hopefully uh, we have a great season to come. This ASVO podcast is part of a series funded by Wine Australia, ASVO's mission is to advance technical knowledge and promote excellence. For more information, visit asvo.com.au.